another episode of What More Can I Say, a Skater Boy fan cast. I'm Sopper Kojus. And I'm May. I actually forgot my last name. That's been a secret this whole time. <laughs> I just don't remember. You're not actually just like trying to protect your career. You just... <laughs> no, I literally forgot it. I'm like hoping against hope that I get a piece of mail with my last name on it at some point <laughs> the only time every anyone has ever hoped to get a bill in the mail yeah exactly i'm like please i've used electricity please send me a bill <laughs> so this episode we will be analyzing skater boy using joseph campbell's the hero's journey yes this is a, a framework that you can sort of used to look at uh, different stories honestly you know most movies things where the narrative structure can be analyzed with the hero's journey framework. Yes. And so we're going to take that and we're going to do it for Skater Boy. Um, clearly, that's a good decision. I think it's brilliant. This is the episode I'm most excited about. <laughs> I have not used my theater degree <laughs> really at all in years at this point. And so I'm just excited to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. What NYU doesn't tell you when you graduate with a theater degree is that you have to be extremely creative if you want to use that degree literally ever. I very swiftly said, "Mm, don't need this anymore. Let me make a a life 180 and do something else. I'm sure your parents were thrilled with the amount of money they spent on this degree. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's how it is sometimes. Don't let your 17-year-old become a theater major. <laughs> it really do be like that. Yeah, it strongly do. So uh, I pulled up a Wikipedia article about the hero's journey that I will be using to uh, keep us on track. You have a different hero's journey pulled up. Yeah, I just have like all of the, if you if sure. you Google hero's journey, then there's all these images that will give you a little <laughs> chart. And so we can switch back and forth between them as we but need But what to. is important is that every hero's journey starts with a call to adventure. Yeah, and this song absolutely has that. I mean, beyond just the fact that, you know, we have sort of this conflict at the beginning of she wanted him, what's going to happen. We have the opening guitars. I mean, that's a call to adventure if ever I heard one. <laughs> um, explain. Can you can you explain that one for me? I think I'm a little lost. Okay, picture this. You're at a party or a wedding uh-huh. or some sort of an event with a dance floor, and you hear these opening guitars. If I ever get married, Skater Boy will be the song I walk out to. <laughs> Skater Boy played at my wedding. <laughs> Not in the church. <laughs> Although it should have played in the church. Listen. Yeah. It's a holy song. Um, yeah, a friend of mine actually uh, requests Skater Boy at every wedding That's we so go to. Important. And every time, all of the people our age just, like, run onto the dance floor. Which, we didn't have a dance floor at my wedding. But, so you're saying you know. the opening guitars are a call for the audience to have an adventure listening to the song? But it's a framing of the whole narrative, right? Like, we come out with these opening guitars, and it's like, this is the kind of story I'm about to tell. This is the kind of world we're in. Get on the dance floor, (laughs) Sabra. If we took it to the music video instead, which we probably won't because uh, the music video has no plot, but the music video does literally start with a call to a concert. So that's kind of a call to adventure there. That's true. And there is a call to a concert later on in the song, but we're in the five years ago portion. The, the present, because five years from now is the future. <laughs> God. 
<laughs> I hate that. It makes me so mad. It's like I we love can't this talk song. about it anymore because like I'll just start crying. Right. No, really. Like I love this song, and you know, yesterday I turned it on in the car, volume all the way up. I was just blasting it bopping, having a great time. It hit that line. I got so angry for one second. And then the rest of the song, I was like, just enjoying it again. But boy, that one makes me angry. <laughs> That's the only appropriate way to listen to that song. Exactly. Just little spots of rage. And then you move on. You listen to the guitars and you're like, things are good. <laughs> so we have our call to adventure. Then we have a refusal of the call. So the the hero says, no, I'm not going to go on this adventure. I'm going to stay in my normal life, which we obviously know later. They will take that back and they will go on the adventure. But I think the, the ballerina really has this refusal of the call because she, the skater boy likes her and she says no. She literally refuses. Right. So something that we have unintentionally done, but that's really important to do in order to analyze this correctly or at all is to determine who our hero is and it sounds like our hero is the ballerina you know what it's just so in my brain that obviously the ballerina would be the hero that i didn't even like stop to think that it's supposed to be the narrator but the narrator doesn't show up for half the song so like right she doesn't come in for a full five years (laughs) (laughs) and even then and it's like she's narrating the story like a greek chorus so it doesn't make sense that she yeah would the be greek the chorus hero. is obviously never the hero that wouldn't make sense right i mean didn't i say last time two households both alike <laughs> in dignity that's the role of the narrator character yes. in this. yeah and i the skater boy's not the hero because he is sort of the object of the song but he's not the subject you know we also I mean? frankly don't know anything about this man like No, we don't. We don't know anything about his emotions or feelings. We don't know if he has any regrets. We don't know if he's still interested in the ballerina. Like, we only have him spoken about as this object of the narrator's affections. He's literally... Who is a character in the ballerina's life. But the ballerina is a character that we follow the whole time. Because we also never see the skater boy without the ballerina. Right. Like... The story starts there together. Then we see the five years from now, and we're watching it through her eyes, and she's living her life sans skater boy. Mm-hmm. We only see the skater boy through her eyes. And then we go later, and the whole point is like, look at this man, ballerina, that you missed out on. Like, he does not exist outside of the ballerina. So therefore, 100%. the ballerina is the hero standing by it. Nobody can tell me otherwise. We are the hosts of the podcast, and what we say goes. Absolutely. I feel like this is a moment of like that mean girls, why are you so obsessed with me? Like, (laughs) why is the narrator so obsessed with the ballerina? Literally! (laughs) So then we have supernatural aid or a, a meeting with the mentor. Yeah. Here's where things get dicey. We were doing so well. <laughs> really? The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell doesn't perfectly fit into Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne? No, we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. We got on this train and I'm not getting off until we We were really doing so well. Like, I know. we really had those first two, like, on lock. Well, it's because there's an inciting incident in this there song, is. you know, and so it starts to track totally normally but then we get to this meeting of the mentor and i gotta tell you this is sad but my first thought is that the mentor is the tv because that's where she's (laughs) scared i hate it that's so sad 
I was going to take us in a more human direction. I was going to ask, who are the other characters in the story? Right. We've got her well, friends. So we, right. We have her friends who I think for ease, I know we were talking about whether the friends from the beginning of the song who have a problem with his baggy clothes are the same friends who already know and have tickets to see his show five years from yeah. now. And I think for ease, for now, we're going to say they are the same friends unless something comes up later in the hero's journey that makes us reevaluate that. But I don't think they're the mentors because, you know, they already know, but she doesn't know that until she calls them. Also, I think the friends, I would assume that because the mentor is kind of this like supernatural person that's meant to, to help the hero, to force them on this journey that's going to make them better. The hero, the mentor is meant to have the hero's best interest kind of at heart. And we've already Mm -hmm. discussed the friends don't. No. Um, well, according to the song, I mean, we agree that the skater boy is probably not good for the ballerina, and therefore the friends were right. But, like, mm-hmm, according mm-hmm. to the song, the skater boy would have been good for the ballerina, therefore the friends are telling her to do something that's against her best interest. Also, if these are the same friends, then they're doing some weird flip-flopping because they said they had a problem with his baggy clothes. And then they're like, let's go see him in concert. Yeah. So they're they're not the brightest bulbs in the... Toolkit. Is that a phrase? Oh, no. <laughs> I think I just mixed two phrases together. Sharpest knife in a drawer. I don't know. Is it just brightest bulb, full stop? Yeah, or where do it, you keep light bulbs? Brightest bulb in the light fixture? I've heard <laughs> brightest bulb on the Christmas tree. Well, I'm Jewish. Right. I was <laughs> going to say. The brightest Hanukkah candle on the menorah? <laughs> yeah. As I'm going to start saying now, I think that's really funny, actually. Yeah, I support you in that. <laughs> I'll start saying that, too. I need to <laughs> I need to really support you in this. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the only other human that we really have in the story is the baby. Whoa, the baby's the mentor. <laughs> is the baby the mentor? Yeah. Yeah, no, let me explain this. The baby is the mentor because the baby, of course, would have her best interests at heart because the baby is, you know, a baby who needs her to be doing well or else it's bad for the baby. And if this is if this is supernatural aid, I mean, don't like mothers often are able to communicate with their babies telepathically oh, i'm making yeah. this up because this is what twins do i don't think that right. i'm just gonna say it's true for mothers as well so that's kind of like a supernatural thing she can she uh-huh. communicate with her her telepathic yeah, yeah, yeah. No, baby I think we're making the baby sound omniscient <laughs> maybe the baby is omniscient mm. prove it's not i can't prove, prove any not. baby's not omniscient truly i think babies are omniscient we've learned that through the skater boy <laughs> And that's another way that this song has really shown us some incredible truths about the universe. We just lose our omniscientness as we get older. Yeah, but I think okay. that makes sense. We become jaded so with too. the world and become less yeah. omniscient. And I think I, for one, really embrace the ballerina's omniscient little Yoda baby. I love it for <laughs> her. And then we have the crossing of the first threshold. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps this is another way of saying her first obstacle. She's going on this journey. She's committed to the journey, but there will be obstacles along the way. I'm going mildly out of order now, but I think that the first threshold is just simply the five years from now. Um, I think she's crossed the threshold into this new chapter in her life. And then that's when we get to trials and failures. Okay, sure. That's, that's, that's our kind of 
our act two, our, mm-hmm. our scene change in movies. A lot of times when you go into a new act, you'll go into a new location. We're in a new time period. She hasn't necessarily hit an obstacle yet, but she she's going on the journey now. I thought this was a proscenium situation, but now I think we're in the round. <laughs> <laughs> um, you take that with you, and you you go make Skater Boy into a live theatrical production. Skater Boy the musical, baby. We're already in pre-production. <laughs> Honestly, why has nobody done that yet? Okay, this was optioned as a movie. What? Yes, and then it just didn't happen. It fizzled out. In like 2008 or something, this was supposed to be a movie. And then oh. I guess perhaps they discovered that there's no narrative chops here. <laughs> but I think it's because they didn't analyze it through the lens of the hero's journey, like we're doing. I promise you whoever was meant to write this movie definitely did use the hero's journey in their attempt to write it. But they didn't do it in the in the excellent way we're doing it right now, because I no. would suggest in about, you know, a scene from now, a huge monster shows up with like, uh, you know, we need a sea monster in this story. The hero's journey always has a sea monster. Let's Should go. we send the podcast to whoever had the rights to the song? Yeah. Okay. I'll do some Sounds research. Good. Uh, (laughs) can't believe i'm back in the arts ladies (laughs) so we we're in the five years from now she's going on this journey now there are some obstacles that she Mm -hmm. needs to encounter on her way to becoming a new and better person yeah and i mean one of them is just i would guess simply like seeing this guy from her past yeah like turning on the tv yeah whether or not to go to this concert that's an obstacle for sure she goes Maybe she hits traffic on the way to the concert. <laughs> we don't I just know. Spit coffee out. I love that being like a hero's journey obstacle. There's yeah. the traffic. I'm literally it took me like 20 minutes to get here. Uh, it was like so bad. Like I was like, do I take a different highway or something? Like it's really stressful. <laughs> she she missed an exit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now she's there. You know, it's it's a concert i for some reason i picture this concert as being in the full middle of the day it's like a matinee yes no 2000 percent. it's hot outside it's really yeah. sunny <laughs> there's mosquitoes maybe she forgot her sunscreen also quick question where's the baby she like had trouble finding a sitter. yeah that's an obstacle for sure yeah, well, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. maybe she brings the baby to the concert but then she needs headphones for the baby oh yeah <laughs> i love that <laughs> She has to find special headphones to put on the babies so that it doesn't right. blow its eardrums out. Because even yeah. omniscient babies have sensitive That's ears. That's how they absorb information. That's how they know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think, I mean, obviously, there is so little to this song that we really mm-hmm. do just have to, we have to fill in some blanks here. Uh, <laughs> we have to, we have to do the legwork. Yeah, no, it's true. She she encounters helpers, for example, Google Maps. She used mm-hmm. ways when she was on her way so she could avoid it, like an, <laughs> an accident. There was a car. Maybe she over. bought the tickets from like a scalper or something. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. I would love actually for a scalper to be like a huge character in this <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like more supernatural aid. Like she can't get tickets, but then all of a sudden there's this man selling tickets to her. Uh-huh. That feels right. That I feels like right. to believe yes. because I want sure. her friends to have her best interest at heart that they bought a ticket for her. They, 
They definitely didn't because they all bought the tickets. <laughs> they would have told her we bought you a ticket. Maybe so that's my note story. So like the ballerina, I do. Like again, I said I follow I think him this on was Instagram now. Like, in um, I stalked his they all LinkedIn one time. Wouldn't so you to like he ask? Wouldn't you be like, oh, well, she has a baby, so we should probably ask just met buy the tickets just all day. Turns out it's a whole like engineering thing, and it's actually very prestigious. Friends who like you have a baby, you're obviously yeah, good for you. That's gonna be yeah. you know, this is going to be you. Fully aware. <laughs> I fully be- I have full confidence that this is going to be you. <laughs> but in my defense, it's not actually going to be that I think you're too busy. You're going to be too right. busy, and I'm going to be like, fine. I already am yeah. insanely busy. Like, we already have a problem where I'm like, oops, I forgot we were going to record. Yeah, and then <laughs> add a child on top of that. I know it's not like that's gonna make it better. I'm realizing yeah, it's gonna make it worse, and I'm nervous. Unless George just raises the child by himself. Listen, that would be and great. And you keep your life the same. Yeah, he has big stay-at-home dad. No, it's energy. it's not the might <laughs> issue. We don't have a child, and he yeah. works full time. So, but it's just his so vibe. I'm gonna. It is. it is the vibe. Yeah. All right, so we have yeah. death and rebirth, and I think that's very applicable here because she looks up at the man that she turned down, and there's kind of a death of her five years from five years ago, right. self, you know, and she's like, "No, I'm here with my omniscient baby," and there has been a death of my past self and my interest in the skater boy, and this is a real rebirth of myself as a new independent person who who don't need no skater boy. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I want to believe with um, this death and rebirth uh, that she's that she's okay. That she's like, you know what? I'm good. I don't want the skater boy. I didn't come here because I wanted him. I just came out of like maybe some polite interest. Yeah. Like, no, I think so too. It's curiosity about what this guy is up to. Yeah. But it's idle curiosity. It's not like, I need to be with the skater boy. Right, because again, they weren't ever together. Like, what no. were they even ever? You know, like... Unless he's the father of the baby, in which case it was right. still probably just a friend. Right. But I, yeah, I, I'm going to say for simplicity's sake, hopefully that he's not the father of the child, Mori Povich style. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I fully, like, I have Facebook stalk or Instagram stalk people from, like, high school all the time just to, like, see what they're up to. Check LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, see how much money they're making. Mm-hmm. Um, I Not because I care about these people at all. I'm just interested. I just want to know, like, wow, your yeah, life turned out so much differently than mine. Yeah, and if someone was a big part of your life at some point, then you'll sort of mm-hmm. maintain a, a little bit of an interest usually in what they're up to now, even if they're not a big part of your life anymore. Like most of the people that we knew in college are not part of my life at all. And I don't have Facebook or anything. So I've honestly forgotten about a lot of them. But then if someone came to the (laughs) forefront of my brain, I would be like, oh, interesting. What are they doing? Well, now I think I've kind of hinted at this story for a few episodes now, but I think now is the right time for me to fully tell this Noah story. (laughs) Shout out Noah. I want to be so clear before I say this, though, that I never think about this man. Literally never. Except every time we record an episode of this podcast. Exactly, because I did follow him on Instagram because of this podcast, because we've been talking about him on it, and I thought maybe I would, like, send him the podcast. But then I kind of insulted his music, so I think I'm not going to send it to him. LOL. But I just want to be clear, like, I... I'm 25 years old at this point. Like, I don't think about this man. This was such a long time ago. He's wildly irrelevant to my life. 
if he texted me right now, I wouldn't have his number saved. I would have, he would say, hey, it's Noah. And I'd be like, who the fuck is that? But um, (laughs) the story is that, so um, when I was in high school, my senior year, so I went to a school that was like not that big, but I didn't meet everybody in my grade until uh, my last semester. Even then, I don't think I actually met everybody in my grade, but I got to my last semester and I was taking this class called philosophy. And it wasn't like a normal philosophy class where you like learn about different philosophers in the past this was like you sat in front of the class and you had the whole class period and everybody could ask you whatever they wanted and you had to answer honestly and that was the class what? yes what that was kind of class. weird class how is that a high school class that's what and so i met this student in this class named noah and he was kind of cute and he was like kind of flirting with me a little bit And I was like, oh my God, like that's kind of exciting. And not like this was ever going to be anything because again, it was our last semester. I knew I was moving to New York for college. I also knew I had like barely ever kissed anybody. Like I was definitely not a hookup person. But it was kind of nice to like be getting this attention I never really got in high school. I was not like super liked by boys. I'm still not. (laughs) Um, Nothing's changed. So. We're in this class together, and I don't remember what these days were called where you sat in front of the class, but Noah did his, and then, and these were selected at random, like, you didn't know when yours was coming up, it just, like, got to class one day, and that was it, but for some reason, the day after Noah's, I knew it was gonna be mine, and I, like, put on a dress, and I was, like, ready, and I just, like, knew it was mine, and then sure enough, it was, I'm psychic like that, and, uh, I'm doing my thing, and I'm fucking crushing it, like, I am just have such good energy and at one point Noah even asks like who do you think is the cutest guy in our grade and I said his friend oh what a move (laughs) power play bitch (laughs) then like again nothing really happens like I have his phone number but we like never really talk and he like doesn't flirt with me that often just sometimes and I'm kind of like I'm like over this And then we graduate, and, like, the night of graduation, there's, like, a senior overnight party thing in the school, and Noah's there, and he, like, ignores me the whole time, and I'm like, what is happening? So I'm like, okay, fine, like, I'm fucking over it. Um, And then a few weeks later, we're, like, into the summer now, he texts me, and he goes, whatever happened to our relationship? Sorry? You're what? You didn't have one of those? (laughs) I was like, what relationship? That's insane. Um, and he go, and I said, like, you ignored me that whole night. And he was like, no, I was just, like, super high. Yeah, oh, super cool. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool of him. Yes. And I, <laughs> I was like, great, cool. So that's my hero's journey. But um. Yeah, I think we could easily <laughs> analyze that through the lens that, of the That story. <laughs> you know what's so funny, too? That was so much more in-depth than the skateboarders. <laughs> Should I turn that into a hip-hop song? Yes, you should. In Avril's defense, I guess this is one of those stories that is supposed to be relatable to a wide variety of situations. Well, that's like... So, I guess keeping it that's that is That's what fun. Michelle Branch would do. Like, none of her songs no. were ever about anybody. Um, they were just, like, generic love songs, which I hate. I hate that they weren't about anybody. Like, I, I hate the attempt at making it relatable to the masses yeah, 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 yeah. i want it to be specific to you anyway yeah we have a very different perspective on that because i'm we like do. <laughs> i don't need things to be like authentic or specific at all 
Also, I mean, I know some like some artists will try now to like not put any pronouns in their songs, oh. so that they can be relatable to any. Interesting. Yeah, which I think is an interesting way to do things, especially because they want them to be like applicable to any relationship. It's the full opposite of he was a boy and she was a girl. <laughs> I've never listened to a song and been like, this song is not relatable because it's a man singing about a woman and I'm sad about a boy right now. Like, that's never been a reason where I'm like, this song's not relatable to me. Right, but I think it's just like, you know, like if a same-sex couple wanted to listen to it and feel like it was about them. Sure, but I'm saying like easier. that would go for anything. Like, it, you can just listen to a song and think it's relatable even if it's not all the exact specifics that fit your life. If you want that, you can write your own fucking song. Oh my god, get the rest. <laughs> um, if we if we look at the music video, I think I think the music video also shows some trials and tribulations for the ballerina. Um, she gets arrested. That's pretty what bad. What the heck is that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I know we've talked about that before, but again, this is an insane state that they're living in. <laughs> this Avril Lavigne police state. Who do you work for? <laughs> <laughs> they work for Avril. Yeah, it's insane. It fills me with great distress about the state of our nation. <laughs> Other than that, nothing really happens in the music video. No. It's like they throw a bunch of equipment around. They break some things. Avril breaks a car and then somebody else who's the only person, like, arbitrarily someone gets arrested. Yeah. Someone who doesn't appear to be attending the concert. It's just baffling. It, it really feels like in like our freshman year directing class when we had to do like a world building exercise where mm -hmm, you had to just mm -hmm. kind of like, there was no plot. You were just kind of trying to bring people into a situation where they felt like they were transported into a different world. That's what this feels like. It just feels like yeah, a, true. a directing our, exercise. Yeah. In our first directing class, I had the flu and that was back when you would simply go to class if you were sick. <laughs> And so I went to class with the flu. I felt so horrible. I really was like, this is my last day on earth. I'm going to die. And there was a <laughs> table upon which we had each brought an item that was like probably supposed to represent us or something. Who most cares? But um, I at one point leaned on the table because I was like, I'm going to pass out. This is quite bad. And I got yelled at. <laughs> That's your whole story? Mm -hmm. I thought I you were going like, to say the great. table like collapsed and everything. No, no. I just broke. got yelled at. And I was like pallid like i was clearly quite ill <laughs> and our teacher was like don't lean on the table everyone's stuff is on there i was like yes my stuff is also on there and i am not long for this world why are you yelling at me right now <laughs> <laughs> anyway the start of some real art school bitterness <laughs> that's why you hated art school that's why you abandoned directing listen art above the person every time it's like you're suffering well you should be this is art school <laughs> yeah honestly that's exactly what art school is <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like we haven't even started making art this is just a table with people's crap on it <laughs> maybe get a stronger table if you feel like i'm gonna like knock it over or something it's fine i'm not bitter i objectively am bitter it's it's fine we can all move on <laughs> um, so then the the Wikipedia article I'm reading says the next part is the meeting of the goddess or meeting with the goddess and then the woman as the temptress. And I Ooh. I think I guess Avril, maybe, Ooh, maybe it switches. <laughs> maybe the skater boy becomes our hero at this point and Avril <laughs> is, is the goddess of the temptress. I mean, not Avril. Oh my goodness. The narrator. <gasps> yes. We gotta I got confused. Keep it we gotta keep it separate. I'm so sorry, Avril. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, hilarious. Mine says this is the part with the reward and the seizing of the sword, which I assume is a King Arthur reference. But um, I really like woman as the temptress. That's hilarious. <laughs> that plays into the big gender roles energy of this song. It does. Every story needs to have a woman as a That's temptress. just my role in men's lives in real life. This is the sorry girl, but you missed out part, I guess. But it's yes. like, it doesn't map onto the hero's journey really because the narrator in this song is like not correct about the ballerina's motivations and what she cares about. Right. Well, maybe I'm thinking... Uh, I take it back. We don't switch heroes. The ballerina remains the hero the whole time. But maybe with the narrator being this goddess and temptress character, that's tempting the ballerina into maybe wanting the skater boy back. Totally. And then mine is like the reward. And the reward is that she just gets to go home with her little Yoda (laughs) baby. (laughs) Just all, all we could ever really hope for, honestly. Your reward is that you're not on tour with the skater boy right now. Yeah. Your reward is that you have a normal life yeah. and you're not like doing drugs on a bus and like <laughs> having sex with random band members. Yes. And as someone, again, I feel like this is becoming the meta narrative of this episode is me leaving the arts. Yes. <laughs> but as someone with a stable non arts job, I'm like, yes, girl. <laughs> um, I have a, a stable arts job. Kind That's of. also cool. Mine is like tangentially related <laughs> to the arts. It's fine. But, <laughs> and also don't let this be like, if you are in the arts, don't take this as me looking down on you for that. I think it's great. You have more tenacity than I do. I stopped caring real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I let the world make me hard and sad. And yes. Out. Okay. I did that too. Just in a different <laughs> industry. <laughs> Oh, man. So then we have the road back home, which is straight up her driving home from the concert. (laughs) Yes. And I will say also with, just to go back to the narrator as like this temptress, there's a a different uh, screenwriting outline kind of thing called Save the Cat by this uh, screenwriter who's no longer with us named Blake Snyder. And it's very, very specific. He says, like, on this page, this has to happen. On this page, this has to happen. And if you do all this, you will have created a good screenplay, hypothetically. I mean, like, there's still dialogue and things that you have to make good. But um, his thing, and if you watch movies, they all fit this. Once you have, you're in your act two, things are, like, going kind of well. So that would be her going to the concert. And then halfway through, things take a turn down and things start going badly. And this would be Mm -hmm. her seeing him at the concert maybe it's dredging up old feelings and then you hit like the the all is lost moment the like nothing can get worse than it is right now and so I guess that would be Avril that would be the narrator saying like you missed out this man is so great I have him now there's nothing you can do about it but then we go into act three and we we take the road home and the hero fixes things in their life and they realize that everything is actually okay at the end. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's what is happening yeah, here. Yeah, that's with exactly what happens. She drives home with her omniscient child and everything's fine. She does not hit traffic on my <laughs> Major. She, she gets closure. She's okay. Mm-hmm. The song comes out. Maybe that fucks some things up for her. But she's stronger <laughs> yeah, that than must that. Be weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine just hearing this on the radio and being like, ew. I want that Noah kid to write a song about me. 
Oh, that would be hilarious. I think it would be really funny. Noah, come on the podcast. Again, if I send him the podcast, I've insulted him. So then he will hear me insult him. Be like, that's a different Noah. (laughs) I do know another Noah who I also have a bad story about. Great. So he has no The proof. short of it is this man pursued me for like two years, wanted to sleep with me for two years. And the second I was like, okay, fine, let's do it. He was like, yeah, I'm not interested in you. Why? I know. After literally three days prior being like, let's hang out. I want to see you so bad. Blah, blah, blah. Send nudes. I was like, fuck no. What? <laughs> and then three oh days God. later, he was like, yeah, I'm not interested in you. You know that JoJo song that says, you don't like me. You just like no. the chase. That's what but okay, is. yeah, I'll take your word for oh, it. Oh, Too Little Too Late by JoJo, another classic of that era? No, the only one I know by JoJo is the classic, Get Out. Okay, right you now. should listen to Too Little Too Late as well. Okay. I think that this could be part of our larger discussion of music from that year. We could do an episode about that, maybe season two. We'll, yeah. we'll bring it back to just early 2000s. Yeah. What role did Avril play in this? A big role is the, the answer. The most major of all the roles. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited to talk about the full album. I'm excited to talk about Avril's impact. Oh, wow. I just got a notification. I just got an email. From Avril? That Avril Lavigne just... No, it's just like an email that said, Avril Lavigne has posted on Instagram. <laughs> got those notifs on. <laughs> that That's timing. very important. Yeah. I got to go check out the post. Oh my god, I've seen this post. Why am I getting an email about this? Are you kidding me? She posted this like weeks ago. <laughs> Instagram just wanted to make sure. Did you like the post? Maybe they're trying to get you to like it. Mm, that's a good question. I'm sending an email back to Instagram to say, I already know about this. I know everything that Apple is doing. <laughs> uh, so that's the hero's journey. I feel like we started out really, really strong. We, we kind of had to to make it up a little. There was the a dip. There was a dip in the middle. There was a dip. Um, but we got We there. did. I, I, I'm going to say I'm okay with us making things up. I think that we're correct. I think oh, that whatever yeah. we said today, absolutely correct. Unless True. I change my mind tomorrow, in which case... None of it was correct. It's just everything on this podcast feels so true in the moment. I know you've said this before. Like, we've talked about this extensively. But whatever we're currently talking about, I'm so behind. Yes. And then we say the full opposite thing, and I'm so behind that. Literally, I will change my opinion mid-episode. Yeah. And my conviction remains the same the entire time. I have so much confidence. I, I don't think that we're going, I don't think we're being hypocritical. I don't think we're like going back on what we're saying. I really just like in that moment, this yes. is what's true. And in this other moment, this is what's true. 100%. It's like how when you're acting, you could make a completely dif- different choice with the same script and have right. it be true. Um, And like, the song is just like such a blank yes. slate that really, it invites there is no right answer. Yeah. It does. There is no right answer. Like, we can't just... I mean, we could just ask Avril, but um, I don't know how to get her on the podcast. I don't have her email So, until, <laughs> until that moment, there's other songs where you're like, oh, well, I can just look this up. I can look up what relationship this song was about. I can look up things about this artist's past or, like, how does this song fit in relation to their other songs? But that doesn't work with the song, so... We have no. to be, we have to be the 
the experts, so we have to decide what's true. Yes, we need agency within this narrative, or else it is a blank slate the whole time, and it needs to have a perspective. It's also funny because with the hero's journey, the reason it's weird is because it sounds like the narrative is so the narrator is so insistent that it's her hero's journey, and it just isn't at all. It isn't. Because she doesn't have any sort of... I mean, I guess we could try to analyze this from the narrator's perspective, but it would just be like, okay, I'm this narrator writing insane fan fiction about my boyfriend's high school ex. And it what doesn't kind of story make sense. is that? That's a crazy we, story. We're supposed to sympathize with the narrator, and we just don't. No. Like, and again... She does not appear until halfway through the song Mm -hmm. or even more. I mean, the bridge is where she appears. And like, if the bridge is shorter than one of the verses, then she's more than halfway. Right. And she's this conniving Ursula the Sea Witch character who comes in like, I got the boy. (laughs) (laughs) You missed out. What? Get a job. I want you to record the entire song in that voice. <laughs> no, I'm only going to do that part in that voice. But I'll do it as a monologue. It's also hard because it's like, I understand. When I'm dating someone, I want to know everything about them. I want to know your ex- about your exes, not know mm-hmm. your exes. And I want to know about your past hookups. And I want all this information, not out of like this, oh, I'm jealous and I need to be better than those people. Just out of like... That's your past. That's who you are. And I want to know everything about you if we're going to be in this relationship. And also, those are the things that I talk about. Like, I talk with my friends about sex and dating. So why wouldn't I talk with my partner about that kind of stuff? But what the narrator is doing is taking this to such a weird, unhealthy level. I would say a worrying extreme. And it's making me feel like the skater boy talks about the ballerina all the time. Yes. Which is also really weird. Why? This This is my my... When I was listening to the song recently, I was like, why does the narrator know all this information about this girl she's never met unless this man is talking about her all the time? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also, this man is making all this stuff up, at least in the beginning. Well, you ever hear these, like, true crime stories about yeah. a couple who kill one of their exes? And it's just for an insane reason that makes no sense where it's just like one of them is really fixated on the ex or whatever. This feels like that with no murdering. I admit there's no murdering, but it feels like the same weird fixation. There's no murdering yet. Yet. You're so right. (laughs) (laughs) Again, if we ever make this into a movie, there will be murdering or at least attempted murder. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, what else are you going to do with the line, this is how the story ends? Yes, terrifying. Someone is climbing into your window to say that to you. Yes fully 2000 percent yeah all right well i think we did it honestly i had really low hopes going into this episode but (laughs) but i think we we successfully analyzed skater boy using the hero's journey we crushed very proud of us Mm -hmm. um this has been another episode of what more can i say a skater boy fan cast oh damn it i forgot the closing hold on I literally thought of the closing of a different podcast that's not our podcast. <laughs> what was, what's the closing? <laughs> so there's a podcast called Sawbones, which is about medical history. And their sign-off is don't drill a hole in your head. And that's what you were going to say right now? No, it's just what I thought of. was like, this is the thing that closes a podcast. <laughs> Can I make it any more obvious 